American Road by Sean Caribbean. This is chapter 21 in the serialization of Sean Caribbean's latest book, American Road. American Road is serialized weekly in the Little Champion newspaper. Chapter 21 Luke and Man versus Probability. Yellowstone is an area of geological wonderment. We have seen the earth bubble and geysers soar into the sky. Now we see a sign for the Grand Prismatic Spring. We have no idea what it is, but with a name like that, we'd be crazy not to stop. We park and soon find ourselves on a wooden walkway looking into a giant volcanic spring. And it is beautiful. As we approach, the ground gives the illusion that it is ribbed and ridged, yet it does not rise and is not furrowed. Brown and beige bacteria mats glisten like melting ice. Their formations appear like sand dunes viewed from space through a grainy low-resolution camera. Tendrils of bright rust orange spread out in all directions like a liquid fire. The orange rings the unearthly spring itself, a Dali-esque eye painted onto the glistening ground. The waters at the centre are as blue and clear as sapphire. They have slowly surged up from beneath the earth's crust below. Steam wisps from the surface. The overall impression is that what I'm seeing should be three-dimensional, but it is not. We walk in silence with the other tourists, mesmerised by this haughty spectral pool. It feels as if walking around the Earth's eyeball, both watching and being watched. We leave in silence, awed once again by nature. As we drive back towards the cabin, we meet a line of traffic. The cause of the jam becomes apparent. There is a buffalo standing in front of the lead car, about 15 in front of us. That must be so creepy. What would you do if there was a buffalo standing in front of the car? Oh, I've given it some thought, actually. Oh, what do you have in mind? Oh, it's a two-phase approach. Phase one, I soil myself. Phase two, I keep beeping the horn until they go away. The buffalo wanders off the tarmac and the traffic continues. I decided that I need a good buffalo picture. Soon an opportunity presents itself. We see a buffalo standing alone about half a kilometre away in a prairie, located both down a hill and across the river from the road. Looks safe enough to me. We park and get out of the car. We stand at the roadside and focus the camera lens onto the beast. The picture setup is fantastic. There are mountains in the background. I suddenly notice how much like a mountain a buffalo appears. Snap. The buffalo cocks his head around. Is he looking at me? Probably not. I snap a second of the buffalo's glower. He now begins to walk to the river. Snap. The buffalo reaches the edge of the river and begins to walk slowly into it. Soon all that can be seen is the buffalo's head sticking out of the water. Is he swimming across the river? Uh, yeah, I believe he is. Snap. Soon the buffalo has crossed. Uh, Sean? Yeah? I think we should get back into the car. Why? I ask, looking back at the animal. But Marie has no need to answer. There, now climbing up the incline towards us, is the buffalo. He is maybe 20 feet away when we run for it. With a wheel spin and a spool of gravel, we take off. As I look in the rear view mirror, I see the buffalo now standing where we had parked not 20 seconds previously. We stop at a store on the way back to the cabin to pick up supplies. My accent immediately arouses curiosity. The elderly gentleman packing my bag strikes up a conversation. So Irish, eh? Yeah. I know your country well. I'm an executive with Digital River and we have an office there. My wife and I volunteer at a different park each summer. Great way to see the country, he adds, sensing my uncertainty at why a multinational executive would be packing my bags. What an interesting idea, though. 
The cashier, a bank manager. The woman sweeping the floor, a lawyer. The couple stocking shelves, shelf stockers. Okay, maybe not the best example. A retired physicist approaches my new digital river friend. Hey, I was talking to someone today. Apparently there were seven people on the fishing bridge. You know, fishing, when a buffalo decided to cross it. All seven jumped off into the lake. <laughs> what? Now why would they do something like that? I mean, right? It's not like the buffalo can climb fences to where you're sitting. Uh, right, I say. Out of curiosity, the buffalo aren't dangerous, are they? Well, not really. I mean, don't go approaching them or anything. There's about seven or so people killed or badly injured each season by them. Yeah, about seven, nods the physicist. But you gotta get it into perspective. We get about three quarters of a million visitors here during the summer months. So the probability of you getting gored by a buffalo is about three times less likely than getting struck by lightning. Or about the same as picking six winning lottery numbers from a choice of 30, adds the physicist. Oh, I see. What about the chances of getting hit by lightning while winning the lottery? I add with a chuckle. My chuckle, though, goes unreturned as both minds turn to solving the riddle. I'd say that the probability would be about the same as getting stampeded to death by one buffalo who is himself simultaneously being struck by three independent forks of lightning. Or about the same as a buffalo being struck by lightning while successfully predicting the last two winning lottery numbers. This is the most surreal conversation I've ever had. I return to the car, content in the knowledge that unless I hear a thunder before the lotto, I'll be safe from the dreaded buffalo.